Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Tonight, we call out your name and we hallow your name in this place. We hallow your name in our homes. We hallow your name wherever we are gathered for this time. We say, great are you, Lord. We worship you tonight and we celebrate your goodness and your mercies to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. As we get ready to begin our streams of living water, we want to take a minute and invite our friends and call people in and draw others in. Let them know that we are gathering right now. Let them know that the time is now. Let them know it's time to receive a word from the Lord. It's time to be strengthened. It's time to be encouraged. So even right now, invite a friend, start a watch party. Even right now, get on WhatsApp and send the link to somebody get someone else involved that they can share in this word they can it could be a dinner meeting or a breakfast meeting depending on where in the world you're tuning in so let's get our friends let's get our folks involved we don't want anyone to miss this word we want this to be a great time we want this to be a wonderful time so i'm so grateful that you're all here i'm so grateful for the chance to come into your homes or into your sphere and i pray that tonight you are blessed i pray that you are encouraged i pray that the word strengthens you I pray that the word brings out something new, a new dimension of God. There's so many dimensions to God in our entire lifetime. We are still not going to know everything about God. But for every piece that he shows to us, we want to grasp it. We want to see it. We want to feel it. We want to touch it. And my prayer is that you're going to be blessed by the word. My prayer is that this time together is going to charge and challenge and encourage you. So let's share a word of prayer. We're going to give a few shout outs and we're going to get into the word. Father, tonight we honor you. We say thank you. We are so, so grateful. In the midst of everything going on in our lives, we recognize your goodness. We recognize your faithfulness. We recognize your keeping power. And so, Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you from all over the world. We say thank you, God. As we gather tonight, let your Holy Spirit be present across the globe, wherever we are. For whoever tunes into this broadcast, we declare the presence of God will surround and keep and we declare the word will come forth with strength and power to heal and to set free in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Listen, let's read some scriptures first. Okay, let's do that. We're going to do a few shout outs and announcements and then we're going to get into the word. So wherever you are, if you can grab your Bible, grab your word, grab your sword. You know, back when I was little, we had this thing called, called sword drill where you had to grab your Bible and they give you a verse. And the first person who could flip those pages and find it. Well, not that I think about it. They never gave you anything, but it sure was good to win the sword drill. Let's grab our swords. Let's grab the word of God. If you're able to stand up on your feet, if you're able to, and let's just take the reading of the Word of God. We don't want to get too used to uh, certain environments that we don't give honor to the Word, that we stop doing certain things that we would have done when we were gathered in person. We want the Word to, to... The Word is always effective and powerful, but it's our perception that sometimes affects our ability to receive and have the Word work in us. So we're going to run through a series of scriptures. Now, to give you context, we're going to kind of start from the middle of a story, 
We're going to read a few verses, um, but it's going to start from the middle of a story, and then we're going to go back to another part of the story, but that's before where we're starting from. And I want you to catch the drift as we read these different scriptures. Okay, let's start from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 22. Let's start from the book of Luke, Luke 22. And we're going to read from verse 60 to 62. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version of the Bible. Luke chapter 22, verses 60 to 62. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord how he had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. Hmm. Now let's go to the book of John. John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Reading through a series of scriptures that's going to give us context for what we're going to talk about today. John 21. Let's start from verse 17. John 21, 17. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now let's go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, and let's look at verse 15. Acts chapter 1, verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the, na- the number of names was about 120. Acts chapter 2. There's one chapter over. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to the men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and heed my words. Mm. Acts chapter 3, going back a little, so moving forward, Acts chapter 3. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Now, one of the things my pastor has taught me is never get tired of reading the word. Amen. Anytime we realize we're getting frustrated or tired, then we've got to realize that something's going on with us that's not quite right. A little bit of faith failure going on there. Okay? So let's enjoy. You know, if we read the word enough, the word will preach. Come on. So sometimes we just got to take our time. And I think some of you are catching the drift already because you're seeing the transformation as I'm reading these scriptures. Acts chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Wow. Wow. And now let's go back 
to a little bit of a starting point for our story. And for those of you who tuned in for Sunday's message, you'll know where we're coming from. Now let's go back to Matthew 14. Now we're going back to a little bit of the beginning of this story. Matthew 14, 22 to 32, but we're going to pick it up from 28, from 28. And Peter said to him, Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you out on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had gone down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of of God. Amen. You may be seated. We thank God for the reading of his word. Today's title is Peter 2.0. Faith for the contrary. Peter 2.0. Faith for the contrary. Before we get into the word, I want to give us a few upcoming events that are so important that we all be aware of. On Saturday, the 4th of July, which is the Independence Day of the United States, we're going to have a very important prayer gathering. It's on Zoom, and we encourage people from all over the world to join in. The information is on all our social media platforms. At least I know it's on Facebook. It definitely will be coming out on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else. We will have ministers and pastors from all over the world joining us. Our very own Reverend Celia will be back with us in the house. You don't want to miss this time on Saturday, the 4th of July, starting at 9 a.m. or no, I'm sorry, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss this very important time that we want to seize the opportunity of the prophetic hour that we find ourselves in on the Independence Day. And the theme for our prayer is liberty and justice. Woo. We need this. It's for such a time at this that believers gather to pray for liberty and justice in America. So you don't want to miss that. And on Sunday, July the 5th, House of Worship leaders, please take note breakfast with you. The information is on the WhatsApp pages, so please get to that. I want to give a few shout outs and I want to welcome our virtual church members who are listening from all over the world. We're so thankful to have you. We're really honored. I want to give a special shout out to Desta. Desta Greenwich in Florida is probably one of our very first virtual church members. Okay, we want to give you a shout out. You've been tuning in and participating all, for many years, and we're so grateful for your life and how you've poured into House of Worship. I don't know if there are any other shout outs out there that anyone wants to give me. Please go right ahead and do so. Just tell me, just tell me uh, who they are. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Myrie and Kenneth, whose birthdays are coming up. Who else is out there on our virtual? Auntie Yvonne, Sister Yvonne, shout out to you. God bless you. Uh, Pastor Marion, God bless you. Who else is out there? Oh, Jojo Bonfo, God bless you. Thank you for joining in. We're excited to have you. Rose Castleman, wow. God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Papa Jingles, wow, we have a lot of people. I like that name. That's a good name. Thank you for joining us tonight. One more shout out. Lynn, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I also want to give a special shout out to my very own Jeremy, who does so much work, 
so much work in the background to make sure that our virtual church is moving. Also, Brother Peter, thank you both. Thank you both. We are so blessed. We're so honored to have the opportunity to bring the word because we have so many people working in the background. All right, let's get into the word of God. Peter 2.0, faith for the contrary. Peter 2.0, faith for the contrary. I'm so excited by this word. We, we've been reading this week a lot of times on our prayer line, Romans 10 verse 17 has been coming up, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we see in this passage in Matthew 14 that we've been looking at that the hearing of the word was vital. Peter heard the word come. And he acted on it, okay? So hearing the word, number one. Number two, walking to Jesus was crucial, okay? And remember, Jesus is the word. Walking to the word and walking on the water to get to the word. Keep that in mind, okay? Remember, this is the description of what happens in Matthew 14. As we're talking about Peter and the transformation, we're going to break each of these down. So number one, hear the word. Number two, walk to Jesus. Then number three, walk with Jesus. Come on. Walk with Jesus while you're still walking on water, okay? Number four, you got to get in the boat. (laughs) You've got to get in the boat. It's only when they got into the boat that the winds stopped. And we'll talk about that. We'll break it down. And what happened after they got into the boat is now everyone in the boat begins to worship. And I want to start there with worship. Worship is key. Worship is because we recognize who God is. Worship isn't because we got something. Worship isn't like praise. Worship is simply because we know who he is. See, when we're worshipers, we could be going through hell, but we don't stop our faith. We could be going through the hardest time of our lives, but our faith is still strong because we know who Jesus Christ is. We know who our God is. We recognize and we listen to the Holy Spirit. Worship is so crucial. If we're going to survive these times that we are in, if we're going to make it through all this coronavirus and all the stuff going on in our nation, it's going to take true worshipers. Come on. It's going to be take people who know their God, who know the word and who stand on the word. We've got to be worshipers in this time. The hour, the season is crying and hungry for true worshipers. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I just need someone to check my mic here and make sure it's working well. We're all good. Hallelujah. Thank you. Worship is key. Worship and knowing who your God is, is so important. You can't be dissuaded by Facebook and what people are saying or what they're not saying. Come on. You can't be influenced by who likes you and who doesn't like you. You can't be influenced by what's happening to you. You can't even be influenced by whether your prayers are getting answered or not. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were worshipers. And because they were worshipers, it didn't matter what fire you threw them into because their faith was intact. They knew their God. They knew who they they were dealing with and that was a done deal. Worship is crucial. In this season that we're talking about faith, in this season where we're talking about getting uh, to that place in God where we trust him explicitly and completely, we're going to first need to be worshipers. You're going to first need to know the God that you're putting your trust in. It's only when you know who he is that your faith can be secure. Worship is key. But I want to get into some other things, okay? Uh, uh, I want to get into some other areas. And on Sunday, we talked about the first one, which was hearing the word. That is so important. Jesus said, come. And on Sunday, we talked about how everybody else heard the word come. He didn't say, come, Peter. He just said, come. 
And any other disciple could have moved on. Come, come on. In this hour, our faith has got to be based on the word of God. Our faith has got to be based on the thus saith God's of our lives. That means we need ears to hear. Come on. That means all of our senses need to be ready to hear, to feel, to sense, even to smell the presence of God and to know his will and to know what he's requiring of us. We've got to move on the word. We've got to hear that word. And we'll talk about moving and walking with the word, but I just want to put that out there. Hearing the word is crucial. And if you don't know how to hear God, I pray that you will practice hearing God. Oh, I'll tell you a funny story. So this past week, uh, we started talking to, to my younger son about hearing God. And, 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 and initially, we gave him the exercise, go sit down. You know, the Samuel thing, go sit down and listen to the voice. And when the voice speaks to you, and so of course, we come back. Okay, what did God say? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I know my son. All he needs is a good deal. <laughs> You've just got to negotiate with the brother and he'll get there. So I said, you know what? You're not having dessert until you hear from God. <laughs> oh. And see, I know my son because I know when I say something like that, he'll push the envelope a little bit further. And some of you might say, well, watch it. What if he just comes and makes something up? But that's why we're there as adults to guide, to groom, to help. It just creates opportunity for instruction and conversation and communication. Don't you know he comes back to me with something that had a little bit of flesh in it. Come on. It was a little something that I, I know he wanted to do, but he added a piece as to why he felt God was telling him to do this thing. And I'll tell you, I began to think and pray about it. I was like, wait a minute, this boy is actually on to something. I think there's an element where God really is speaking to him. So then I began to groom him and say, okay, I think you're on to something, but now let's take it a step further and let's pray about the specifics about how God wants to use you in this area. Hearing God is key. We need to teach our children how to hear God. We're in a situation where you might not be with your children at certain times, and they need to know how to hear God. Hearing God is key. Now, I want to get into the other three, because that's really where I want to focus today. We said number one was hearing God. Number five was worship. Now I want to get to two, three, and four, and that's really where I want to stay tonight. The second one was that Peter had to walk to Jesus, the word, and he had to walk on water. Jesus had to, Peter had to walk to Jesus and he had to walk on water. And, and we know this story. You know, you know that part of the story uh, where, where Peter is, he's acting on the come and he's walking out by faith, but then he begins to see the winds. And he, we talked about how those winds were contrary. And because the winds were contrary, the water became contrary as well. And so Peter, so long as he was looking at Jesus, so long as he had his eyes fixed on Jesus. He was able to walk on water successfully. Saints of God, we've got to learn how to fix our eyes on the word and look at nothing else. When God has spoken to us, we've got to be selfish enough to just fix our eyes on what God said. Oh, my husband can tell you about what God said. He waited many years for me based on what God had said. We've got to know how to know what God is saying and don't doubt. Don't be afraid. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Yes. Fix your eyes. Noah had to just fix his eyes on the word. It's going to rain. 
build an ark. It's going to rain, build an ark. It's going to rain, build an ark. And all this time, people are wondering, what's wrong with him? What's he doing over there? But he had to fix his eyes on the word, on what God had told him to do. Saints of God, if you're going to sink, you will sink when you take your eyes off the word. But if you're going to stand on the contrary, if you're going to stand on water, if you're going to move towards what God has for you, it's going to take some fixing your eyes on what God said. Abraham had to fix his eyes. I don't understand why God wants me to take this child. He knows how long we worked for this child. He knows how long we waited for this child. He knows how old I am. He knows how old Sarah is. How is he going to tell me to take this child and go sacrifice them and up on a mountain? What am I going to tell her when I get back? And he had to fix his eyes on the thus saith God. Go, take your son, your only son, whom you love and sacrifice him. He had to fix his eyes on the word. And because he was so fixated on the word, when the word was upgraded, he was able to switch around and get to the ram. We've got to fix our eyes on the word. Hear the word, but fix your eyes on it. Once you've heard it, you've got to stay fixated on it. Oh, what, what does that mean? Um, I, I had to keep going. I had to keep going. I had a word concerning being a physician. See, when your eyes are fixed on the word and, and you're walking to Jesus, the word, you've got to walk towards what the word is saying. I had a word on my life concerning being a doctor. So then you don't just sit down and kind of file your nails and wait for some honorary degree to be put on you. You got to work towards the word. Come on, somebody. You got to walk towards the word. Abraham was walking towards the word. The word was sacrificed. So he was walking towards the word. Three days journey, walking towards the word. Peter here was walking towards Jesus, walking towards the word. Noah was walking towards the word. It's going to rain. And so he was building towards the word of God. We got to fix our eyes on the word and walk towards And the minute Peter took his eyes off the word and began to look at the winds, he began to sink. So long as he took his eyes off the word, off the thus saith God, the whole situation changed. Now, I said a minute ago, the winds were contrary. Ah, the influences. Oh, who has been there? Where there are winds around you that don't understand what you're doing, don't understand why you're doing it. And they begin to tell you that it doesn't make sense. When you have contrary influences around you and the water that you're walking on starts to become shaky, it was already impossible to start with, but now it's impossible because of these contrary winds that are blowing. But even in that circumstance, so long as Peter's eyes were fixed on the word, he didn't sink. Come on, what are we talking about? Peter 2.0. Faith for the contrary. Faith to keep you going when all hell is breaking loose. So long as Peter was walking towards the word... He was able to walk on water in the midst of contrary circumstances. And oh yeah, he walked on water. You know, I'm realizing I've had back issues for many years. And and I I later realized that the back issues were one thing, but that if you learned how to manage things properly, then you wouldn't be in so much pain. I learned that, you know, because before I thought I couldn't walk for so long. And I realized that I could walk, I just needed the right shoes. Come on, our feet have to be fitted. 
<laughs> and, and our feet need to be fitted with the gospel of peace. What's gospel word? Ha. So you've got to be looking at the word. You've got to be holding on to the word. And you've got to be wearing the word on your feet. I like the whole concept of being fitted. And y'all know, y'all know. You go to the store and you try it on and you feel your feet and you kind of get something else. You ask for a, a half size bigger or a half size smaller because it's got to be just right. It's got to be fitted. And sometimes you've got to take the word for the season. You've got to take the word for the situation that you're dealing with. You've got to take the word that's necessary and fit it on your feet so you can walk on water. Ready feet, fitted feet to be able to walk on the contrary. You need the right shoes. You need the right shoes. Peter was sinking until Jesus, the word, held him up. Hallelujah. So you're looking at the word. You're holding on to the word. Your feet are fitted with the word. And when you're falling, it's the word that catches you and holds you up. Hallelujah. We can't get away from the word of God. We can't get away from what he is saying. Sometimes you just got to sit there and just eat the word. Listen to the word. Let it enter your spirit. Let it be in your ears so there's no space for a contrary wind. Sometimes you got to blow the contrary out with the word of God. You got to blow out all the influences and the negative talk and the discouragement. You got to blow it out by listening to the thus saith God. What are we talking about? We're talking about Peter walking to Jesus and walking on water while he's at it. Hallelujah. Walking to the word and walking (laughs) on the water. So Peter is sinking until the word holds him up. Peter is sinking and Jesus said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And you all know that scripture in James 1, 6 that says, let him ask in faith without, with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Now put this in context. Peter's already dealing with external winds. And now the scripture is telling us when he began to doubt, he himself became a wave of the sea driven and tossed around like we didn't have enough issues. (laughs) We're having a hard enough time walking on this water, dealing with the external. But when we become that external thing, I've heard scriptures talk about water getting into the boat. When we, we ourselves become that negative thing. Oh, oh, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, we will sink. All right. We will sink. All right. But instead of holding on to the word, we're imbibing the negativity. We're imbibing the, the, the things that are not of God. We begin to be tossed. That's what doubt does. When we take our eyes off the word, when we take our eyes off the thus saith God and begin to, to walk in doubt, we begin to become like the waves that are tossed about the sea. I don't know about you, but I have enough winds. <laughs> I have enough waves. I don't need to be a wave myself. Somebody say, I don't need to be a wave. I don't need to be a wave. I don't need to be a wave. Hallelujah. That was the second one. Now let's talk about the third one. Was Now, so first, Peter, here's the word. That was the first one. The second thing, he's got to walk to the word. He has to walk to Jesus and walk on water. And now the third part is that Peter now has to walk with Jesus. Ooh, that's the easy part. That's the easy part, man. I, I, I'm trying to picture the scene because I know what I would have done. I don't know. 
I don't know, maybe Peter was the kind that after he got rebuked, he just kind of followed smugly behind Jesus. But I don't know, I'm a little adventurous, man. Once Jesus had caught me and I knew we're all right, I might have tried some jet ski moves. You know, I might have tried some flips and a few other things because, hey, I'm with Jesus. (laughs) He could catch me. I'm not going down. He already caught me once. I know I'm fine. I would have tried a few tricks right up there on the water. And the disciples are watching. Yeah, I can be a little attention seeking. I would have tried a few tricks out there. But that was the easy part. And I'm wondering, how did it go down? I mean, did Jesus hold Peter's hand? I mean, he had caught him. Was he still holding him? Did he let go? I'm, I'm trying to just picture this whole thing because in that space of time, Peter is with Jesus and Jesus can do anything. So guess what? Peter can do anything. I bet this was one of those points in Peter's life where he knew that he knew that he knew that so long as I'm with Jesus, I'm going to be all right. (laughs) So long as I'm with the word, I will be a-okay. This must have been one of those times where where Peter's like ecstatic and on top of the world and every doubt has been slashed away from him until Jesus is arrested. Jesus is arrested, and now suddenly Peter sees his perfect world falling apart. Because up until that time, if nothing at all, after this encounter, he knew so long as Jesus is here, we're okay. Now he sees Jesus being taken away. He sees the hope being taken away. He sees the help being taken away. And then as if that's not enough, now he denies him just like Jesus said he would. Peter now messes up. It's like, oh no, I messed up the first time he caught me. And I know I ask a few questions and and I can be a bit boisterous, but I was doing okay. But mm, I denied him. And Peter goes out and weeps bitterly. Peter is distraught. Peter is frustrated. Think about it. Think about it for a second. Peter's thinking, I walked on water with him. Now what am I going to do? Remember, Peter had also received the word, I will build my church on you. He must have been petrified. How do I lead? I'm not ready. How do I take this and move this to the next dimension? Jesus, you can't leave yet. You can't die. I thought for sure that if they they arrested you, you'd do a miracle. We'd be back to normal. Wait, this isn't supposed to be happening. And Peter suddenly has to process everything. And he weeps bitterly. He goes outside. Oh, you know, I get it. Because I would be there too. I would be there too. You might wonder, well, what he should have, his faith should have been strong. But no, no, no. Many of us struggle at times like this, regardless of past victories. Oh, who has been there? Who has been there? Where you know God is good. You know God can help. He's helped you before. But you're dealing with something now that has just driven you to a place of despair. That's exactly where Peter was. That's exactly what he was dealing with. But then... We have to realize we, we, we can't do it ourselves. Yeah, that's true. But we were never meant to do it ourselves. Yeah. Because we were left the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
Jesus himself is still at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and for me. We are not alone. We are not alone. We are not alone. Many times we go through things like this that make us wonder, where is God? And Peter had to go back to trust the word of God on his life. Peter had to go back to believe that when Jesus said to him, I'll build my church on you, that Jesus meant it, that the word was true. Peter had to stop and receive the Holy Spirit like everybody else. And when you go back in that story, you realize, you know, so Jesus comes, he, he reinstates Peter, okay? Jesus goes back up to be with the Father, And now they're waiting for the Holy Spirit. And we don't hear much out of anybody. They're all just simply waiting until after they receive the Holy Spirit. Then we see a brand new Peter. Come on. Then we see a new Peter begin to emerge. Then we see Peter getting up and saying, okay, people, we've got to pick another one because Judas is out. Deal with it. We see a whole new Peter. The Holy Spirit descends on them and they haven't heard a new lecture. They haven't heard a new sermon. But now Peter gets up and said, let me tell y'all what is going on. He begins to assume his leadership role. And don't forget, don't forget, many of those people, they were there when Peter was messing up and almost drowned in that water. Come on. They now knew, uh, Peter, you denied Jesus. Yeah, that was you. They knew his failures. They knew his faults. They knew his issues. And guess what? Peter knew his issues. Peter knew his faults. Peter knew what he had been through. And he had to grow up to understand the workings of God in an imperfect man. And regardless of all those things, begin to assume the leadership position that God had given him. It wasn't just that the Holy Spirit came on him and bam, it was all better. No, it was a spiritual process, but it was also a soul process. Come on. It was also a natural process of being able to look his failures in the eye and still believe the word of God. Is anybody listening to me tonight? If you want to get to 2.0, you're going to have to deal with some issues. You're going to have to be aware of your failures. Yes, the more aware we are of our failures, the better. But when we're aware to the point that we're crippled, then you're not listening to God because God works in our weaknesses. God works through our impossibilities. As we're getting improved, we're going to be faced with the issues. Uh, Speaking to a sister today about feedback. Yeah, we get feedback and it's like, ouch, it hurts, but it helps us to become better. It helps us to look at ourselves and fix a few things and it builds a confidence that's based not on ourselves, but it's based on the Lord. Somebody ought to say amen to that one. We ought to be so aware of our weaknesses that we are so dependent on God, so aware of what we can't do that we are very aware of what he can do. So aware of our failures that we know that it is he who has qualified us. Hallelujah. Peter 2.0 had to confront his issues. He had to confront his two-facedness. He had to confront his drama. Come on. He had to confront his failures and still arise. Jesus wasn't there in person, but the Holy Spirit was there to guide him. Hallelujah. If you're saying to yourself, well, I don't know how to do all that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't hear God. Uh, I, I can't, you know, these things you're saying, they sound nice, but that was Peter. 
I don't know how to, to manipulate all these things and get to a place of trust like that. Listen, the Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit is your guide. I told you the story about my 12-year-old son literally just sitting there saying, Holy Spirit, speak to me, and began to hear what God was saying. And, and just like his story that he heard from God and he had a mother to just sit with him and help him interpret it, so do you have pastors and leaders. If you have no one and you're under the sound of my voice, you have us. You have house of worship. You're part of our church. You're part of our body. We will help you hear God. One of the things my pastor has taught me continually is teaching me to hear God, not telling me what to do because this is what God says. No, no, but teaching me to hear God and understand, be responsible for my own hearing, be responsible for the word of God, be responsible for the instructions of God. Saints of God, as we grow in faith, as we grow as believers, as we grow to that kind of faith that is able to handle the contrary, we're going to have to do some growing ourselves. Come on. Because this year, as many people have said, this is an adversity of an, of an adversity of adversities. <laughs> this is a bigger situation than any of us have ever had to deal with in our lifetime. It takes a whole new level of faith. It takes a whole new ability to trust God. And the seasons ahead might get harder in certain dimensions. In some places, economies are being rebuilt. In some places, you still don't have your job back. Finances are difficult. Situations are harder. We're going to have to navigate some things. Education and what we do with our children. We need to figure a lot of things out. We need that faith. We need that focus on the word of God. That focus and that trust in who God is. That he will carry us. That he will keep us. That he will guide us. That he will protect us. So somebody ought to say amen to that one. As we walk in this time, as we walk in this season, don't doubt. Trust in God. Don't fear. Trust in God. Keep walking towards the word. Hear what he's saying, but keep walking towards it in the midst of difficulty. I've heard of people who are sick and believe in God for healing, and they may look like they're stupid, but they fix their eyes on the word because there's no other way to do it. You hear what the doctor says. You do what the doctor is telling you to do, but you're fixated on the word of healing because to walk in healing, you've got to stay in that space of healing. You've got to keep your eyes fixed on the word of God concerning healing. We've got to be selfish about the word of God. So in this time, in this season that we're in, hear the word of God, worship the Lord, walk towards the word and walk with the word. We're going somewhere and God will be glorified in our lives. God will receive glory. God will receive honor. Your life will come to good. That's what you're believing God for. As you continually grow in his presence, he'll continue to groom you. He'll continue to help you. He'll continue to guide you and he'll continue to make you better. What are we talking about? Peter 2.0, faith for the contrary. I have one more thing I want to get to before we end tonight. One more thing. But before we get to that, I want to challenge all of us in the area of giving. I want to challenge all of us in this dimension of our worship. I want to challenge all of us on these, every time we gather, bring a gift bring a sacrifice, bring an offering unto the Lord. I've heard all kinds of, of messages all these years, through the years concerning offering, but the place I simply want to park it is as an area of obedience, yeah. as an, a sign and a marker of our worship. 
as a sign and a marker of who we are. I've heard people say, well, tie the, the, the seed to the word. You know, if you're blessed by the word, then give them. What happens if you're not blessed by the word? You know, what happens if the sermon ain't good? What if pastor was having an off day? Can we still hear God? Let me tell you, I have sat in, in, in sermons and the environment of the presence of God speaks to me. It doesn't even matter what the pastor is saying. I could sit under a, a sermon that is the weirdest sermon I have ever heard. And yeah, I've been through a, a few of those. But yet the Lord was speaking to me. The Lord got my attention. The Lord spoke to me about some things that I otherwise wouldn't have heard because I was in an environment. So what am I saying? We can't just have this reactive type of giving. Yeah. If we're excited, then we give. And when we're not excited, we don't give. No, no, no. We give out of obedience. We give because we come into his presence with our gifts. We come to honor him. Can I challenge every single one of us? If you're listening to the sound of my voice, can I challenge you to give? There's so many ways you can give. You can do it on our website, which is myhouseofworship.org forward slash giving, forward slash giving, okay? Or you can do it on PayPal, paypal.me slash myhouseofworship. And if you want to uh, give certain instructions about it, if it's a tithe, you can indicate that in the comment section, the amount that's a tithe. You can indicate an amount that's an offering. If you want to give towards his house, which is our, cap or our capital campaign towards the building that we're constructing, you can do that. You can do a, a, a donation towards his house, which helps with the payments concerning the land and the property, or capital campaign, which helps towards the improvements to that property. We are still trusting God. We are walking towards the word, amen? amen. We may be dealing with coronavirus, we may be dealing with difficulty, but that doesn't mean we pack it up and say, well, how can we do it so we won't do it? No, no, no. We keep walking towards the word, one dollar at a time, one dime at a time. You keep walking towards the word. You keep walking towards what God has said. You keep walking towards the instructions of God no matter what. So let's be faithful in giving tonight. Amen. 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 Has everyone given? Yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at every one of us. Yeah. And let's be faithful in giving. Let's go to the last point. And then we're going to be done for this evening. I hope that you are blessed by the word of amen. God. Number one was here the word. Number two, walk to Jesus. Number three, walk with Jesus. And we had already done the fifth one, which was worship. But now let's get to the, the, the number four, which is where I want to end. Get in the boat. Get in the boat. I don't know about you, but I would have had a hard time getting in that boat. Remember, the last time he was in the boat, it was being tossed yeah. by the winds. It was being tossed by the waves. And remember, the waves didn't stop until they got into the boat. So I wouldn't have been too eager to get into that boat. I would have said, Jesus, we're already walking on the water. Let's go the other way. Let's just keep walking. <laughs> Let's get to the dry land. Why are we getting back into this boat? Why are we getting back into this place of adversity? Come on, somebody hear where I'm going with this. Why are we getting back into the unknown? Why are we getting back to the place of pain and toil? Remember, they had to row for three to four miles trying to get to safety and nothing was helping. Nothing was happening. Why do we have to get back into the boat? And yet God is saying to you and to me, get in the boat. 
Get back into that unknown situation. Get back into that difficult situation. Get back into that place of toil. And yes, I've blessed you. Yes, I've provided for you. Yes, I've helped you. Yes, I've held your hand and you've, I've pulled you out of adversity. So you're walking on water. But yeah, get back in the boat. Oh, I remember when it was time to start House of Worship. We had been through some adversity. Starting a church was the last thing I wanted to do. Starting a church in Maryland was the, I was ready to move to California. You can ask my husband. I'm like, take me as far away as possible. But what does God say? Get in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the boat. Right. Oh, I'll just throw myself under the bus. Uh, I, wa I wasn't looking to have another child. We had some options, but I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to do this. Uh, but then God says, yeah, you're pregnant. Get in the boat. <laughs> Get in the boat. Come on. Come on. Sometimes we're faced with these situations that are so impossible, and we can't see any way, reason, how, or why God would be putting us back in that situation. But that's exactly where God wants us to be. Get in the boat. What does it take? Faith. You see, when, when, when Jesus reinstated Peter, he also said this in John 21, 18. Most assuredly, I say to you, this is John 21, 18. When you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. There are many painful and difficult situations that God would have us walk through. There are many boats of adversity that God would carry us through and God would compel us to get back into that situation. Some of you are dealing with marital boats that are so broken and yet to you God is saying get back in the boat. Because God has a glory ahead that only he knows and only he is aware. And he's working a dimension of glory through that situation. He's saying, get in the boat. And, and let's be specific because this isn't a word for everybody. You can't just take every adversity and say, okay, that's the boat. I'm going to get in. No, no, no. God doesn't call you to sit into every adversity. You've got to hear the word of God. You've got to hear what God is saying to you. You've got to work on the instruction of God. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's God. That's our thing sometimes. When we're struggling and we believe God is working through us, it's not always the case. You don't want to walk in error. You want to walk on the word. You don't want to glory in pain and in a meaningless sacrifice. You want to walk on the word. You don't want to make a sacrifice that God isn't calling you to make. You want to walk on the word. What is God saying? What is that boat that you're avoiding? Until you get in the boat, the wind's not going to stop. What's that situation that you're so afraid of? And yet, you know, God is saying to go back to it. Let's be specific. Because again, I don't want us to go out in error and just go running around doing all kinds of crazy things. The things I'm talking about, you, you know because the Spirit of God has been pushing in you about certain things. And you know it's a direction of the Lord. You know the Lord is speaking to you. And what's God saying? Get in the boat. Don't run away from adversity. Don't run from difficulty. It's through adversity that your faith will be churned up higher. It's through adversity and trusting in God that you're going to take it up a notch. In verse 19 of that same John 21, he said this, this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me, follow me. Who's the me 
Jesus. Who is Jesus? The Word. Follow me, saints of God. As we grow in faith over these next few, few weeks and over the next season of our life, continually depend on the Word. Where does faith come from? By hearing the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. And I want to charge and challenge us in this season that we're in. Hear the word. Spend time with God. Enough time with God that you know what he is saying. Spend time in the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Let it enter you and be part of you. Let the word be like your food that you eat every day. Let it be your medicine. Grow in the word. Hear the word. Walk towards the word. Come on. Walk on adversity. Don't escape. Don't run away because of adversity. Don't run away because of the contrary wind. Just keep walking towards the word of God and walk with the word of God. Walk with the thus saith gods of your life. Get in the boat and worship him. Get in the boat and worship him. Let's say a prayer, prayer tonight. Father, we open our ears to you. We want so badly to be people of faith. We want so badly to please you. We want so badly to walk in your will and your will alone. So God, we're asking you, open our ears. God, we're asking you, sharpen our senses. We want to hear your word. We want to know that it is you. We want to know that you are speaking. We want to know that thus saith God for this season of our lives, for our churches, for our families, for our nations, for our community. We want to hear hear your word. We want to walk in your word. We want to walk on your word. We want to hold on to your word. We have so many issues, so many decisions, even in our personal lives concerning relationships, concerning finance, concerning all kinds of things. And we want to be led by you. We don't want to look at the storms. We don't want to look at the winds. We want to fix our eyes on you. You are the author, the perfecter of our faith. So Lord, speak to us. Speak to us. Encourage us with your word. Strengthen us by your word and draw us to the place of our divine expectation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Listen, if this word blessed you, it will remain available on our Facebook page, also on our YouTube page. You can go back and you can listen to this word again and again. Let the word strengthen you. Let the word encourage you. Let the word give you hope. And more importantly, let the word take you to another level. I want you to take this word and study and make it even better by the revelations that God will bring to you. And then I want you to go and take it and share it with somebody else so they can be strengthened, so they can be encouraged. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Or maybe you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you have not accepted the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for you tonight. I want to introduce you to that dimension that will allow you to walk in impossible situations and still trust God. If that's you, if you either haven't received Jesus Christ or you've received him, but now you want the gift of the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray both prayers together. Join me as I pray and just pray these words after me and say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you came and you died on the cross for me. I believe that my sins are forgiven when I come to you and I confess. So today I ask you, take over my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins 
And today I choose to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so now, Holy Spirit, I ask you, fill me. Fill me completely. Take me into a new dimension with the Lord. Be my helper. Be my guide. And give me that boldness that Peter had so that he was transformed into a new person who will do your will and bring glory to your name. This is my cry. This is my prayer. I submit myself to you. I submit myself to you. I submit myself to you. And if you pray that prayer, don't just pray it and just run off. No. Stay in that place of prayer. Stay in that place of listening to the Holy Spirit. Open up the Word of God and begin to read the Bible and allow the Lord to speak to you. He will encourage you. He will help you. And also, remember to pray. If you need a church home, if you need guidance, you can reach out to us right here on Facebook. And I believe there are people out there in our virtual church who will give you information about how to reach us. And we'd be happy to help you. We'd be happy to put you in touch with resources in your own local community as well. Thank you so much for joining in this time together of talking about Peter and how Peter grew in faith. I want to remind us on Saturday, the 4th of July, at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Liberty and Justice, we want to gather and pray for America. That information is on our social media platforms, and we hope you will join with us. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and thank you so much for joining us. Amen. 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 Blue. Yay. You, you are so... Shanubi. Falco, you are lucky I didn't start sweating like a pig when you turned that fan off. Well, I am sweating like a pig. You're just lucky it didn't all show through. (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this gathering. We do not take it for granted. Thank you that everything streamed beautifully. Thank you for a beautiful picture. Thank you for people being blessed by your word. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. Remember, Jason in California, we declare the blessings of God over his life. We declare protection from the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesse and Yvonne, for Matthew, for your hand continually on their lives. We thank you, God. We don't take any of your blessings for granted. We thank you for Jeremy and continued providence. We, we declare open doors, open doors, open doors unto him in the name of Jesus, even as he has served you faithfully. He served you tirelessly. So God, let your blessings on his life be tireless. So let the blessings on his life be multiple, that they would abound. He would not be able to contain the blessings of the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, God, for your goodness to us. Thank you, God, for your mercies. Thank you for Vashti as she studies. Thank you for supernatural wisdom. Thank you for supernatural grace. Thank you for, for, for supernatural abilities to remember, supernatural abilities to answer correctly. Thank you that you carry her to the next level. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you for his house. We thank you for the resources to complete it. We thank you for a miracle. We pray that, that the people with the resources will drive by and begin to bless us, begin to bless us, would begin to bless us. We pray you would put it on the hearts of others to bless us, the north, the south, the east, and the west. Give kings dreams. Give kings dreams. Give kings dreams that they won't be able to sleep. So they call, put the name House of Worship Randallstown on people's hearts and minds. May people find our website and begin to give. We pray for resources from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Resources from the Middle East. Resources from Egypt. Resources from Africa. Resources from Canada. Resources from Mexico. All over the world. From Australia. We declare, oh, by the word of God, you who called us, we keep walking towards the thus saith God. And we believe, Lord, that you will provide. You will meet every need. Even in the midst of famine that we will build. In the midst of famine that we will build. In the midst of famine that we will build. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.